Listen up. This is Service Headline News. I'm your host, Marty Smith, and I'm joined by Mr. History, Eric Perot. Happy beer, fellas. And our man in the closet, Jake Wall. Uh, it's good to see you guys. And we're here to bring you the latest headlines and updates pertinent to all servicemen and women. So take your seats, get informed, and have a laugh as the Swearing In Podcast presents Service Headline News. Got it. That sounds so stupid. My voice that was, a good, that was beautiful. Beautiful. This is dumb. Works. Yeah. Good to see you guys. What's up? Good to see you. The voice <laughs> of a cracked out angel. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, <laughs> uh, well, so much for the banter. The I got to say, Jake, your wit is amazingly on point, man. You have the quickest wit. He does. Every once in a while, he gets he gets caught flat-footed, but not very often. Yeah. You know, like, <sighs> but even getting caught fl- flat-footed is funny. It is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I did step over. Two weeks ago, I did step all over your best one when you were talking about Eric with his B. Arthur poster, and I stepped yeah. all over that. that I know. Damn funny. I apologize. I was like, man, I can just imagine young Eric just wanking his little nuts to B. Arthur. Well, from the last show, I am a whore. It's just a money, breaking I'm a money, out I'm a in money a savage sweat. No, you're a mercenary. Playing with some dude's chest hair. Yeah, I know. You said mercenary. I was like, oh, that's a nice way of putting it. Called him a whore, Jake. Oh, they defaulted to whore. Called Mr. History a whore. It's a money whore. (laughs) Speaking of that, do you have some history for us, Eric? You know, I do. And I've decided that instead of going into great, great detail, I'm going to keep it simple. Simple. Right? So hopefully simple doesn't get me into trouble. So I think you guys will like this one, man. July 26, 1947. Flip a coin. Any ideas? 1947. Yeah. June, July 26. Well, when was the Air Force created? It was September 47. No, it was 47. Yeah, it was 47. Yeah. Okay. So in 1947, July 26, President Truman signed the National Security Act, which reorganized the intelligence agencies and armed forces. The act created the Department of Defense. Prior to this, the United States had the Department of War and the Department of the Navy. With the Department of Defense, all of the armed forces would come under one umbrella, including the newly created Air Force, which had previously been the Army's Air Force. The National Security Act also created the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which was made up of the senior uniformed commanders of the armed forces. The first Joint Chiefs of Staff included Admiral William Lee, U.S. Navy, General George Marshall, U.S. Army, Admiral Ernest King, the United States Navy, and of course, the one and only General Hap Arnold, who was an Army general and later reappointed as the general of the newly created Air Force. There you have your... 26 July history in military. military. Did they have a chief of staff? I mean, what, what is it called? The uh, who's the who's the joint chief over all the joint chiefs? Isn't he the chief of staff of the joint chiefs? Or uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't. I don't. I don't know. We'd have to huh. look at it. 
So he Marty, created... you know the rules, man. You should get man. I was also wood deep. Did you see how I did you see how I kept this from simple so I couldn't get in too much trouble? <laughs> that was good. Because some of those articles get a little wordy. Yeah, that was a good one. That's so. <laughs> yeah, that was succinct. That was uh makes me want to ask questions. But now I know better. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I, I can I can go into more detail, but I'm just reading. Uh, no, that's good. Uh that I mean you said that prior to uh, what did you say? Prior had, to the Department, Department of Defense, you had the War Department, and then you had Department of the Navy. Did they have a Department of the Army too, right? I they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, War Department. And then oh. under the Security Act, it was all formed under the Department of Defense. So they created the first bloat in our government. Oh. <laughs> the first railroad step too, over. The way too many generals there. And like that, the first millions were lost. <laughs> I don't know where they went. It'd be interesting to find out when find the, their pockets. the VA, the Veterans Administration, was started. You should probably know that. but they Don't ruin his day in history next week. <laughs> Need to ruin the surprise, Marty. Should be. Yeah, that's true. Could be next week. See, there was no hiccup, so this one's not going to be very funny. God, that was boring. No, it that was, was great. great. Actually, it was very informative. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So. The other ones are boring. Yeah. <laughs> but they <laughs> give me a lot more ammo. <laughs> and depending on the length of the time, you guys forget what you said in the first time, so I got to be like, oh, crap, I better reevaluate. But it's, it's almost not necessarily what the actual event was. Yeah. It's just listening to Eric get through the event. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to do next week? Next week, I'm going to wear my flag vest and helmet in case Jake throws a grenade or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you can diffuse that just by being, just well, by I'm reading going. through it once. Oh, no, no, you can't. <laughs> I do like the spontaneous nature. So. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let's go. Let's start the day off with, or the show off with a feel good story. So, this is from the Air Force Times, and an Air Force officer saves a swimmer. So that's good. Yeah, that's feel good. Uh, let me see. Did he drown him or save him? Saved. <laughs> Did he drown huh? or save Bonus him? points right there. Well, you know what I'm saying, because a, a uh, diver or a swimmer who is panicked can actually... Oh, Jake, look at slow down. Marty, Marty's looking up cool pants right now. I was, <laughs> I was like, looking up cool pants. on these pants is quite nice. That's a, that's a panicked a... swimmer can drown his rescuer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of riptide, right? Yeah, that that's riptide's true. crazy because it just yeah. goes straight out and you got to. Isn't that why counter... they. Yeah, but isn't that also why they tell yep. lifesavers and, co- and lifeguards and stuff to come up from behind? They try, yes. So because so they avoid the flail. Yeah. Choke them out. Um, Our whole show is flail, pretty much. (laughs) So you got to hit it head on. That's why you got to wear a helmet (laughs) and flak vest. (laughs) So First Lieutenant Micah Grissom, he's with the 96 Ops Support Squadron at Eglin. He is the one who saved uh, a swimmer. So. 
He was, he went to the beach, Princess Beach near Destin, Florida. Destin's a pretty nice place. I don't know what you're doing there, Lieutenant, but that's a pretty nice place. For my kids, you know what he's doing there. Destin is nice, right, Eric? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to move to Santa Rosa Beach, which is on Destin. Uh, Beautiful place. White sand, crystal fine white sand. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, nice. Well, when he got there with his wife, uh, they saw a frantic scene playing out. People were pointing out to the ocean. A woman was on the phone with 911. Group of people were huddled by the water's edge looking out. That whole description is so bad. It's like, hey, something's happening out there. Uh, now, this guy is 25 years old. Says he's a Colorado native. Wow. I should have looked up where he was from. Yep. Shout out. We're known uh, for our strong swimmers here. <laughs> <laughs> Due to our land of 10,000 lakes here in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lieutenant saw three swimmers who appeared to be in trouble approximately 20 to 30 yards away. Not very far. Uh, but in the deeper water between the sandbars, a group of three included a couple who had been dragged into the rip current and another swimmer who had initially tried to go help, but got sw- swept up in the rip current himself. So he decided to go out there. He was trained in uh, aquatic rescue from the Merchant Marine Academy prior to oh, being commissioned cool. in the Air Force. So he no. went out there. He was a lifeguard at Grave Wolf's Lodge. Don't even play it. <laughs> he was the lifeguard at the lodge. <laughs> Wednesdays so he, and Sundays. He certainly that, knows rip currents. That's six oh. feet water's deep. <laughs> Maybe that's a wave pool at Waterwell. I'm just kidding, LT. Good job. Yeah, you know, no shit. Good hero. job. Uh, it says at first he tried to use a side stroke to get himself and the female swimmer out of the rip current and safely to land. But the strength and force of the swiftly moving water made this task impossible. Oh, first, sorry. He swam out to the three, uh, and it was clear they weren't okay. The female swimmer had already swallowed a lot of water and was semi-conscious, and her body was being supported by the two males. So due to the, uh, this is a weird quote, but a weird line. Due to the severity of the situation and the difficulty the other two men were having, the group decided... Lieutenant Grissom would try to save her. I was like, you got her, LT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm damn tired of uh, So at first he tried to use a side stroke, but he said it was too strong. He couldn't do that. So he switched tactics. Grissom decided that he had to use waves to his advantage. As a wave broke, Grissom would launch the woman's body forward with as much force as he could muster to get her closer to shore. So he's trying to throw her. As much as he could. I know. Awesome. Ragdolling this poor lady. <laughs> yes, yes. Just hang on, baby. Just hang on. <laughs> but the depth of the water robbed him of the ability to push off the floor, ocean floor as his feet could not reach it. He didn't have enough power to move her very far. The enormous pull of the riptide proved to be a larger problem than he anticipated. After each toss of her body, Grissom would get pulled underwater and have to first get air himself before quickly swimming to keep her afloat. Then restarting the entire process. Throughout you know, I don't whole... think he knew that you have to swim parallel with the shore until you're out of the rip. Oh, I've heard that before. You can't swim yeah. directly into the shore. It, you have it's to like swim. counterintuitive. You want yeah. to go to the shore. You're better off just kind of riding it and moving left or right. Parallel down the shore. Because it, it kind of take you. Go even if it's taking you out, out further. Current. 
it'll You're push you back. The out. waves will push you back. Yeah. But it's like a swath, right? So if you can get yeah. out of the the pool of that current, then you reach kind of clear water. Is yeah. that what the yeah. philosophy is? Yeah. But that's all if you're keeping a clear head, you know, like <laughs> that's not if you're dragging a rando lady around trying to <laughs> hurl her through the rip current. You're not thinking very clearly. Right? Yeah, you're freaking out, trying to breathe, trying to. And I like, picture this. this random lady that got pawned off on you. <laughs> it's only 30 yards from the shore. Maybe there wasn't a rip current. Maybe he was just doing it for fun. And then she'd <laughs> come back to him and he'd be like, yeah. Like, I can't get out of this ripper. As he's standing knee deep in it, he's like, ah, still pulling me up. Let's do another one. I'll tell you what, those things kill millions of people in Florida. 200, 300. I mean, it's daily. Yeah, my heart's sensitive. Jeez. Well, I didn't expect (laughs) Mr. History to be the downer on this one. I'm sorry. It just is. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, let's try to finish this horrible story. Hopefully it has like a happy it. ending. Lieutenant, you're the man. I swear. Yep. Yep. Uh, throughout this whole ordeal, he, the Grissom and the female swimmer didn't speak at all. She was just eerily calm and compliant with the entire situation. This is a weird quote, too, hmm. or a weird line, too. Whether she had accepted her fate or was too tired to respond is unknown. Accepted her fate? <laughs> it's unknown. <Jeez. laughs> That's unknown. Yeah. Just give up on life after you 30 yards. You may die today. That's it. <laughs> I'm in a riptide. I'm tired. This guy keeps yeah. throwing me backwards every <laughs> every 10 seconds. He's probably concussed. <laughs> oh, we beat that poor woman senseless. Still not getting closer. Yep. 10, 10, 20 more times should do it. <laughs> Stop resisting. <laughs> Just go limp. Just go in. Uh, eventually, Grissom was able to get his toes to the sandy floor and get firmer footing to propel the woman forward with this slow but productive tossing method. I, it's not me that made that up. That almost sounds like something I would have said. Tossing method. So once he was able to, sa- to stand, he beelined towards the shore, holding her in his arms. When they emerged from the water, friends of the couple... Uh, descended upon the female swimmer, forced her to vomit up seawater and help her regain consciousness as medics arrived on the scene. <laughs> because he was totally focused on the woman's safety, Grissom doesn't remember exactly how the two male swimmers made it back to shore, but they did. <laughs> thought that was a funny line too, actually. That was a good one. But they did. <laughs> Afterward, they Thankfully. told Grissom that God had sent him to the beach to save them that day. So, wow. good on you, Lieutenant. Yep. Well done. You know, anytime we have a, good, a feel-good story about military members, a good thing, man. It really is. We we laugh a joke, but that that's good shit. Because nobody was acting. People, I'm sure there was a hundred people on the beach, and nobody went. Yeah, fuck. They're you out know, there. And that's that happens more often than not in a lot of these stories. That's what I'm always shocked about. Where the military person will take the initiative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many people do you think had their cell phone just filming it? Yeah. Oh. Could be, yeah. Oh, man. Well, they might be like, I'm not strong enough to toss this bitch. Maybe this guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's tough. So we haven't done a tech story in a while, uh, but I found this one from the Navy Times. Uh, The Navy's working on a transformational Iron Man dive suit. Are we going to say, how many times did you hear Iron Man prior to 10 years ago when they started making those movies? 
None. Never. Never did. Now everything's Iron Man. Iron Man. Every reference is Iron Man. The Hawaiian uh, Iron Man, the the, well, the big race. That was the only that was the only thing you heard related to Iron Man. You know what I mean? That's different. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Is. You're right. And hell they made watches out of that. Yeah. Right? Isn't a watch and a whole line of gear and all that other shit? Yep. So there's the suit. Now, doesn't that look like an old time like 1950s mm-hmm. type suit? Yeah. You know, everything you've seen in like sci-fi movies. Now that doesn't it's look definitely as high tech as I would think. It's definitely thinner though, isn't it? Like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More compact. Right. It's not Cuba Gooding Jr. walking around. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine no. how claustrophobic that would be? <laughs> to know that you got that hose tethered up. Well, yeah, that's, and all you see is this. It's this. And through mesh. Here, and no peripheral. And it's like, oh. And think about the noise, too. Like, that air has to be loud in oh, that yeah. helmet. Yeah. Just the hissing noise and your own breath and everything. It's got to be loud. When they created the new inducing. CPAP machine. That's how it is. Full head, full head CPAP. You don't have to worry about it over your nose, your mouth. We're gonna put your head in. <laughs> that would actually probably be more comfortable, to be honest. You would get rid of those unsightly strap lines in the morning. Yeah, I embrace I mine. I embrace mine. Well, I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> instead of something that's that invasive, now you just you just you should get like a hyperbaric chamber. Would that, uh, no, that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't know if that would work. Work for Michael, but sleeping in a higher bed? I don't know. Uh, the Navy's developing a new Iron Man diving suit that aims to enhance diver safety and allow them to work longer and in deeper waters. Now, here's another acronym for you. God, we should really write down all these acronyms. <laughs> the deep sea. Well, let me say this. What would you come up with for an acronym for a Navy diving suit that's going to Help you to go down through the water. Not the SS Titan. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Your SS Plumbob. <laughs> Plumbob. <laughs> uh, man, well, that's a good question. What would you call it? I don't know. What do you call it? This Sorry. one's called the Deep Sea Expeditionary with, and I hate when they do acronyms like that, when they add a little word in there but they don't include it in the acronym. The deep sea expeditionary with no de- decompression system or descend. No decompression. So they can go deep and not have to worry about making a safety stop of any sort. Right. Or to burn off the way nitrogen. back up either. Yeah. yeah. No burning nitrogen yeah. off. But the acronym is descend. Descend. I, I like SpongeBob bubble better. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah, form. What fitting... was the squirrel's dome called? What was that? <laughs> that Bob. Bob. Oh yeah. What yeah. a Sandy the squirrel. Sandy. Uh, it's a form-fitting atmospheric dive suit composed of rotating and flexible joints to provide divers with greater mobility, while also keeping internal pressure steady. So basically, this guy Paul McMurtry from Naval Sea Systems Command. Diving Systems Program Manager says it is a hard suit that the diver crawls into. Some of the key challenges these divers face are dealing with water pressure in deep waters and decompression sickness, which happens when nitrogen doesn't have enough time to clear 
from a diver's blood due to a quick decrease in water pressure. The Descend suit, which has been in the works for more than five years, eliminates the need for a gradual ascent to the surface. Because it provides one consistent atmospheric pressure, this allows divers to spend greater time underwater. With the suit, we can drop the guy down to the bottom. He can work for up to six hours and then come right back up. He gets out of the suit. Next guy jumps in. Boom, he's back down for another six hours. Yeah, so in, recreation, farts. in recreational diving, you always dive your deepest dive first. You come up, you make a safety stop based on your depth. You get out. You have out-of-the-water time. That goes towards burning the nitrogen. Then you can make your second dive. And what depth do you have to worry about any nitrogen? Oh, right at 60 feet. 60 feet? All of a yeah. sudden, 60 feet? Yeah. Oh. You, if you go to 60 feet, you're probably gonna, you're going to ascend a lot slower. Oh, wow. they have Yeah, because you have to burn the nitrogen off because oh. it'll create a, a, an embolism. How often do you have to pause at the top and just splash around and say, we? <laughs> we. You can do that at any time. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Because <laughs> I thought that was the pre-dive tactic or post-dive i wasn't sure it's it's both you can wee oh, before and wee afterwards <laughs> <laughs> marty that picture looks like he's wearing his work boots honestly like if you look at that picture yeah his hands are exposed i think this is just like a test demo oh but yeah his hands are exposed and he looks like he's just got his work boots on if you scroll down further uh on that article if you looked it up there's another picture that, that without a diver in, but that looks much more sci-fi. That almost doesn't look like the same suit as the one in the top of the article. No, it it looks like the helmet goes sideways, kind of versus yeah. on top. But I think it's just leaning forward. So, uh, they say that a job that would take mixed gas divers two to three weeks to complete, the suit could knock out in a day or two. With a much smaller team, a smaller footprint, and then the safety of not having to undergo decompression sickness. So that's pretty. That's pretty smart. That's pretty cool. But you know, ultimately, regardless, you're still tethered to a line. Yeah, right. They haven't not... figured out a way to create in the suit, so yeah. you're not tethered. So um, it'll be an interesting time when that happens. I think. Yeah, that's true. The descent system is, in essence, a one-person submarine but form-fitted to the point where the person can operate it like a diver. So it's not going to be a... latches on the back, too. Like, you just latch open the back, open it like a hatch, and crawl in. Oh, hmm. yeah, it looks like it has hinges on the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, cool. But if that's the case, that's pretty smart. However, uh, it's still in the early stages, won't heat the fleet for at least several more years. Uh, so they're not, they won't even have a, uh, like a development test on it until like 25 to 27. Oh, does it say anything? I'm I'm not asking for details. I'm just curious about <laughs> diving cold water without pumping hotter water around oh, the diver. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all hard case. So I guess you could do it if you wanted, right? Just I think as long as you have your pasties on, it's not a matter of chafage. <laughs> says you could dive up to, it's designed to go up to 300 feet. So. That's a long ways. So pretty cool it, on it, the Navy. Uh, 300 feet. Like that just illustrates though, how 
difficult it is to go down in the water versus up in the air. Yep. Because at 300 right. feet, right. it's pitch black without any light. If you don't have just, any just lights with you, it's pitch yeah. black. You can't see nothing. Really? Oh, yeah. The light what's, is gone. What's the farthest down you've ever dove? Recreational divers can only go to 130 feet. Oh. No, no, there's not a sheriff down there checking on you. So I've been to about 140. We dove on World War II tanks Whoa. that were sunk at 140 feet in the Philippines. Really? That's pretty and cool. we, we hung extra tanks at 40 feet. So we had a safety stop. We'd breed off that tank, save the air and ours, did the five-minute safety stops or however long we stopped and then surfaced. But that was cool. But again... Without our lights, you you couldn't tell colors because at that depth, colors change. Red becomes brown. Oh Green. yeah, yeah. The colors get all blurred. You can't wow. can't tell colors. That's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Was that part of a, uh, just you guys thinking it up and going doing it, or were you part of a trip that did that? Because hanging tanks, I'm sure. Yeah, we were with a dive master that was experienced on okay. the island who knew they were there and had taken a couple of students down before. So we wanted to go see them. All you saw, it was just crusted. You, you couldn't even make it out as a tank. It had been. Oh, really? Yeah. It was oh, so okay. beat up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's not coming for a while, but it is pretty cool. And then when it does come, we'll be like, Hey, we covered it back in July, 23. Right so, all right, Jake, what's the, what story you got? I'll All right. That, I'll cut that right into there so nobody can tell. <laughs> As is consistent with my military theme of Johnny fuck around. Well, that's and I am a mild, mild expert. It is, it is true. It has been engraved JFA in one form or fashion. Willie got it in my retirement EPR. Did he really? That I, oh, he's amazing. That man's a golden pen. That is good. just for that. That is good. Just for JFA. Um, it was on one of my retire or one of my PCS plaques, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, the Air Force has gone and played a little JFA with their funding in task and purpose under the title of how the Air Force ran short of money for personnel. Personnel. The personnel thing that matters only, most. The only color of money that legitimately matters. You know, that kind of thing, right? Yes. So think personnel funding. Okay. So the Air Force has suspended re-enlistment and retention bonuses and delayed PCSs or permanent (laughs) change of stations. uh, No, Jake, how many stories have we done over the last month about all these uh, oh. Retention bonus, recruitment bonuses. That's like the Air Force only... is throwing five thousand here, ten thousand, fifty thousand here. Yeah, yeah. Look, Marty and I both know that's the only reason I went in to be a space nerd. That was right. I was a weapons loader, and I was like, "What are the career <clears throat> fields that are on the the bonus?" Critical list. AFSC. Yeah, that's it. I was like, "Oh, those three career fields, I'll apply for." That one, that one, and that one. Hell yeah. Right? Crazy. So, of course, they forget to, I don't know, renew the electrical bill, basically. <laughs> basically. So the, basically, uh, whose job was it to sign for the PCS? 
You know what it <laughs> sounds more like? It's like, yeah, yeah, we got 10 grand, man. Come on, sign yeah, up. We're good. Uh, you signed we're good. up. He gets out of basic. He's like, hey, where's that money? He's like, hold on. <laughs> it's common. Exactly. It's common. And you right? know that happens That happened on a simpler note. Oh, hell. Is, we're yeah. getting way distracted, right? That's they what were this like, night is okay, all about. Yeah. Anybody that takes a motorcycle required motorcycle training course will get reimbursed and i'm like oh okay cool my dumb individual <laughs> my dumb ass goes and does it at the end of the fiscal year which is stupid <laughs> for me like i should have known so end of august Nobody. i sign up i sign up for a motorcycle safety class september i take the class they're like yeah we don't have any money for uh to reimburse you. Well, That's we'll what? reimburse you. Was that three, it, 500 it, bucks? It, I can't remember how much. Yeah, it, was. It, it was expensive. It depends, but it was like 300 and something, 300 okay. change. Yeah. Wow. And a full weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And days. so, yeah. Yeah. And so I sign up and they're like, we'll reimburse you next fiscal year. I'm like, okay, cool. Next All right. We don't have the money to pay for you right now, but we'll reimburse you for the next fiscal year. Right. All right. Fine. <clears throat> Go in there. Apply for it. The same damn finance person, literally the same dude sitting across the table from me that said, we'll reimburse you next year. Ooh. Said, yeah, that's last year's funds. We can't reimburse you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Got me good. Someone's going to die. Oh. <laughs> And that was just on a motorcycle safety course. That's not, hey, my recruiter said it was 10 grand for signing up for this fucking thing. And they're like, yep, you're right. Not anymore. And you know that people play the game, right? Because we tried to do it where you sign up or you you sign up for a TDY where you don't have to pay taxes. And then you're going to re-enlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're mid-TDY and you're like, oh, I got to do the paperwork to re-enlist. I'm going to get this sign-up bonus tax-free gonna be great right oh yeah no more sign up bonus well they just pulled the rug and out you're deployed all those people yeah yeah <laughs> thanks thanks yeah, for doing your exactly. part for the united states of america yeah so back to the article the funding shortfall resulted from a higher than expected pcs or permanent change of station costs as a result of inflation, inflation. and the addition <laughs> of recruiting and and the addition of recruiting and retention bonuses. The Air Force spokesman, uh, spokesman, sorry, sexist bastard that I am. Yeah. And Stefanik told task, task and Purpose. The Air Force has suspended its selective reenlistment bonus program for fiscal year 23. So, as of wow. July 11th. So, everyone after July 11th gets no retention no bonus so everyone before that point literally your co-worker sitting next to you may or may not have gotten 30 grand (laughs) and said thanks for my bonus you go in july 11th and you're like hey i'm ready to sign up critically manned career field highly trained individuals and they're like yeah um you may or may not get this Oh, so, no, you're not getting it. Sorry. Yeah. Well, we ran exactly, out of money. <laughs> exactly. So the airman 
who are eligible for the bonus but are scheduled to leave service before October 1st are encouraged to extend their time in the Air Force so that they can collect the bonus next fiscal year. Now, I knowing that the Air Force is not smart enough to do that, but if they <laughs> yeah. were smart enough and devious enough mm -hmm. to do that, they're like, hey, we're out of money. But if you'd like to sign up for another six years, then we yep. can get you that bonus. That's next right. hey, yep. Only one, though. And you, and you know damn well those right. poor guys. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. So in, in another move, the Air Force has suspended its Legacy Aviation Bonus Program, which increased the maximum amount of money offered to retain eligible pilots for... Thirty-five thousand to fifty thousand. We just did that story uh, like a month ago. We did. Yep. We did. Like pilots are making bank, man. Look at this. Yeah. And they exactly suckered it. them in. They're like, oh, hold on, we'll get and it. Then, I owe you. I owe you, yeah, Captain. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Every snack bar fund I would have a you owe me in it from now on. You, you take as many Snickers as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Holy the Air shit, Force is taking man. time to resurrect the bonus program, which is expected to be offered again within the next two weeks yeah. of this news release. Yeah. Pilots will still be able to receive a bonus as long as the service has money for the program. Well, clearly, they don't have money or we wouldn't be reading this article. I know. I know. <laughs> That's right? so stupid, man. The so shortfall dumb. in the Air Force, it's so ridiculous, right? This shortfall in the Air Force's personnel budget can also delay moves, PCS moves, um, for airmen who do not yet have orders. This literally affects one of my friends who is expected to PCS late this summer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Transitioning. Jake, to update <laughs> you on that story uh, that you just read, they're, they just came out with uh, money. So stripes.com on the 24th, was that yesterday? Yesterday. Just came back and said, the Air Force summer moves are back on track. Oh, more, lucky us. With more funds from Congress. So the Air Force this week will resume permanent changes of station after stopping most of them earlier this month. But the resulting rush may leave some airmen scrambling to move to their new bases on short notice. Airmen who are expecting to move by the end of September should receive orders at least 30 days before their departure date and possibly as early as the end of July. Orders usually are issued two to three months in advance. Not this time, because now they just turn it back on. And they're like, oh, you got to make this move before the end of the fiscal year. Yep, your history now. There's yep. going to be some pissed off wives, right? Before October. Just a few more divorces. <laughs> it's another reason I don't want you to be in the fucking military anymore. Uh, Congress approved a request that restores funding to most military personal programs through the current fiscal year, which ends September 30. That includes resuming PCS moves and restoring bonus programs for aviation. How the pilots get their money. Uh, new assignments, foreign language proficiency. And is that that, uh, what was that? Uh, did you ever run into anybody who did that? They they could speak Spanish and they got like a bonus. Yeah, yeah. But they got that bonus like all the time, right? I think so. Uh, I don't think yeah. it was just for when they did it. No, nope. it's basically to be on standby. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> like that, basically it. Like that Coast Guard guy they left in the plane. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. can translate for it. It's like, God damn. He probably got a bonus on that. Oh, I, I wonder did. if he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet he did. Um, and really, uh, and bonuses or money also is included for reenlistment for careers with the retention shortfalls or high training costs. However, Airmen overseas with pending moves between October and December may have to wait until as late as next March for Ooh. orders. So if you're sick of Germany now, <laughs> add another six months on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. And do they take you out of your squadron? And Okay, your weeds and seeds. We need to paint that right. rock over there. Oh, right. there's no way they do that. <laughs> you're just stuck there in your squadron for but remember that story we did about how they were going to pay uh, so much extra a month to stay in Turkey? Yeah. Yeah. And these guys are like, ah, I just got six more months of that. More incentive pay. No, now, there's no money for that. No money for bonuses. Oh, he just got screwed. And he's in <laughs> he Turkey. Got, yeah. <laughs> Sucker. That's got him. Good. Got him good, man. Uh, most bonuses stopped earlier this month will be, will be reinstated next week for another month and a half. So, so that's the update. I mean, Jake, you brought that full, full force of, Hey, we'll give you, I can't remember how much it was a couple hundred bucks a month or something like yeah. that to stay in Turkey. And these guys are like, yeah. all right, fine. I'll stay till October. <laughs> hey, we got bad news for you. One, we don't have money to pay you that bonus. And two, we don't have money to PCS you. <laughs> You're going to stay longer. <laughs> oh, man, how'd you like to have that conversation? Oh. So that, I... that article was from May. And it was tax-free bonus of $1,000 per month. $1,000 a month. Wow. Wow, they got screwed out of all that. And get to stay an extra six months. <laughs> and they're not going to do a back pay, correct? They're not going no, to retro? they might. They I don't probably know. will. Yeah. I don't know, man. The way they're never managing know. the money. They, uh, uh, I think you'd like to think they will. They, you know, they they projected it. They said we're going to pay you. And now, you know, hopefully yeah. it's a retro pay. So it's just a matter of restrictions being going off base, right? And you can't, it's unaccompanied. Yeah. So, Here's the thing. Think about that, right? You're not allowed off base, but you're getting family sep. You're a family separation pay, right? For any non-military, that's a benefit. If you're married um, and then maybe have dependents, you get a certain amount a month if the military sends you somewhere that they can't be, the family can't be with you, right? Yeah. We got family separation Korea sure. gets family set, right? Yeah. Like all the unaccompanied stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, anything Thule, unaccompanied they get if you or are they yeah. allowing families at Thule? No, they don't allow Thule. Okay. Nothing. So. And but Korea, you don't get it if you sign up for a two year because right, then they have housing your, there now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they'll ship your family out with you, I think. Yeah. And so. if you're married to military and she's in country, even yeah. if not at the same base, yep. A family set. Once again, though, mill to mill gets freaking screwed, right? Yeah. Like you can be stationed in Colorado as long as you're stationed in Colorado. Yeah, you're not family separated. 
Oh yeah, right? but you could be a Trever and one could be a Buckley. Yeah. And that's not no fair. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're at Cheyenne and you're at Buckley, that's not family separation. Yeah. That's such a screw. I'm like, dude, that's a two and a half or two hour drive. Right. What are you supposed to do? My live wife certainly feels separated. <laughs> yeah, live in the middle. She was love. Their first wife was loving that separation there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so much so she made it permanently. Yeah. No, Eric made it permanently, but not with a little. Yeah. Not with a oh, little yeah, gotcha in the ribs. I love that part though. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That was an interesting. I I told you I still got the freaking Seoul Olympics baseball game that oh, I was going to go man. to, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, you guys know who Tony Bennett was? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's Silver that, Tongue Fox Tony. He's a I mean, if you bring up oh. some of that old stuff that he's, he's like, well, he was like, yeah. he was, he was that group that were crooners. Big time. I wonder how many yeah. illegitimates were conceived to Tony Bennett. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Right. Sinatra. A lot of yeah. illegits. He's the white Teddy man. Pendergrass. Dean Martin. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> that was a good poll. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for picking it up. Yeah. Well, Tony Bennett passed away last week, uh, July twenty first, twenty twenty or twenty twenty three. He was ninety six years old. Wow. Uh, he was born Anthony Dominic Benedetto in nineteen twenty six to Italian immigrants. When he turned eighteen and forty four, he was drafted in the U.S. Army. Uh, in March 1945, the young soldier was deployed to Europe with the 63rd Infantry Division, replacing casualties lost in the Battle of the Bulge. From wow. April 24th through the 27th, 1945, Bennett was among the soldiers who liberated the Kalfering Concentration Camp, which was the largest subcamp of the notorious Dachau Complex. Wow. Uh, World War II in Europe was over within days after the liberation of that camp. Corporal Benedetto uh, was sent to Mannheim as part of the Allied Occupation Force of post-war Germany. It was there he picked up the microphone to sing jazz with Army Band units. After returning home and leaving the Army, Bennett studied bel canto singing at the American Theater Wing, using his GI Bill while working a day job operating an elevator. Mm -hmm. So there was some other... Yeah, yeah. Um, a little training paid by the GI Bill, and he had a chance uh, opening with somebody who opens a, a big doors for him to sing. Uh, led to a career spanning seven decades, millions of records sold, and twenty Grammy awards. So, and holding hands with Lady Gaga. Gaga. That's right, he did. Gaga. Same with the Gaga. He did an album with her. Right? He did a song. I don't know if it was an album, but I think I know he did a song. Oh, okay. Because I thought she did that whole like throwback to the 50s, but I thought it was more than just one song, but maybe it mm. just was. Not sure. So with the passing of Tony Bennett, I thought we'd play round two of our, oh, yeah. of our <laughs> Guess the Branch game. Okay. I'm on board. This time, it's all musicians. Okay. And this time, I've I've done the slideshow, so it should work. Okay. I'm coming after you, Jake. I like how you say should. It should work. <laughs> it should work. I like it. Okay. Already. You ready? Competition yeah. is on. Yep. We already knew that. Oh. Johnny Cash. He's famous. Famous. 
for being an Air Force member. Eric? Uh, really? Yeah. I thought, I thought, I, I just, I thought he was Navy. I'll go for it. Okay. Air Force. Air Force. Really? He joined in 1950. Johnny Cash joined in 1950 as a Morse code operator in West Germany for three years. Wow. Here's what's weird. It was like the Air Force, the people you don't kind of, the more like lean towards, no offense, Army, lean towards outlaw, sliced, slightly yeah. Army ish are like, really? Air Force? Air I did not <laughs> see that coming. Nope. It's surprising, and, and you're you're right, Jake. We should do a whole like NCOPD of like here's your real heroes in the Air Force, right? Yeah, Marvin yeah. Gaye, yep. Johnny Cash, Morgan Freeman, so, Chuck Norris, yeah, Morgan, Chuck Norris, yeah. yeah. All right, second one, George Strait. Really, he was in the music. military. George Strait, real country. He's a country music. country guy. Uh, so I picked first be? last time. Yep, you picked first. George Strait, because it was quick, he had to get back to his music. Quick stint in the army. Quick stint in the army. Not sure I follow your logic, but I like your decisiveness. <laughs> I, I can I pick army also, or do I? Yeah, pick something else? yeah. This isn't the. I'm, I'm leaning in army just because of his old country western tendencies. And hey! it was Army. Straight Go to the Army. Hawaii. He listed in 71, man. went to Schofield, served Four from 71 out. to 75, got out as a corporal. Did you know him, Marty? It looks like 75, right? Uh, yeah. uh, we, <laughs> I think he was outbound when I was inbound. So. Oh, okay. That's too bad. Willie Nelson. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm sticking with my ridiculousness and leaning Air Force. Because this is the biggest pot smoking SOB out there. <laughs> well, that's where I was going. Maybe he was Coast Guard because they could get away with smoking. Ah, yeah, he probably he, he probably <laughs> picked up quite a few of those square groupers in his day. Oh yeah. man, um, Willie in the service. Who would have thought? It? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I'm gonna go Air Force Two. I think that's his same guitar too. It could be. Like that Air Force, is, you are oh. correct. Willie Nelson was in the Air Force. Look at that. That's why he's got to smoke the doobies. Is the he joined part. in 1950, but had back problems, so they discharged. I'll so he wasn't very young. Old. He looks like man. He that's looks crazy. Freaking young. That looks a lot younger than 1950. It but... doesn't even look like the Willie Nelson, man. But what? No. Uh, he's still alive, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. he joined in 1950 at 18. 70 uh, 88. So he's got is he in his 90s? I think he might be in his 90s now. Let me wow. see. That's must a be, testament to weed right there. Must be something said about that <laughs> early. Good night. Yeah, no kidding. All right. All right. John Coltrane. Oh, Saxophone man. great John Coltrane. Ooh. My, I've got to go first, huh? Coltrane. I don't know him very well. I'm not familiar with his music either. Sax, big time in the 60s. Jazz. Uh, yeah, jazz. Also, big all Vietnam. Um, black guy. I'm going to go Navy. 
Go Navy. All right, that sounds uh, that's sound. Given given that time, either he got drafted in the army or he was pushed like early. Oh, fine, I'm gonna get drafted. I'm going Marines. Oh, that's not bad. Ooh, that's my Marines. mentality. Marines. Yeah, yep, yep. You ready? I'm I'm going Army. Navy. Wow. Oh, Navy. <laughs> 1945, he enlisted in the Navy. Would it be racist to say that I thought just black guys seemed to join the Navy back in the in the in the earlier days, back in 60s and 50s? I think it had to do with where you grew up. Or African Americans joined the Navy. No, because I think I think more of the Northeast joined the Navy. Okay. Then maybe the South. that's like a mugshot in uniform. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the early Navy ones were like that. Like, um, look, he's got a number. He's got like, yeah, his en- enlistment number and a height. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the weirdest yeah. thing. It's the most unflattering picture. Yeah, it certainly wasn't. It certainly wasn't dreamy looking like Willie Nelson's. No, no. Willie, Willie is ninety. Like, by the way, Willie's 90, in the background okay. is all like faded into yeah. light. Like, it looks oh, like a nice. prom picture. It looks like a prize. Yeah, it looks like, oh, look at this. This one looks like he got arrested. And then this one's full on mugshot. Yes, he was crawling yes. up some freaking side of a building, sleeping on a I ledge. Served in Hawaii. Served in Hawaii. That's All right, you lot. ready? I mean, that's two right now. Shaggy. You know who Shaggy is? I do. He's I had to listen to his songs. I was like, Wasn't Shaggy. He? Yeah, yeah. Man. Man, I don't know about Shaggy. So this would have been, you know, Desert Storm. I think Error. so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going Army again. Um, I'm going with the African American thing and saying Navy oh, again. God, Eric, <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting canceled. Shaggy was in the Marines. Ooh. Oh, look at that. Orville Richard Burrell. Better known as Shaggy, joined the 10th Marine Regiment, was a field artillery. Whoa. Oh, there you go. He served on active Marines. duty for three years, including a five-month what deployment to Kuwait during the Gulf War. Nice. That was probably after the war. He had to, yeah, because they had a whole ton of guys that had to stay there to, like, clean up. Well, then, like Jake said, I should get half a point. Marines fall under the Navy, don't they? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. the half point. You don't get the half, half a point. point. Plus, you probably yeah. should lose a whole point for keep saying yeah. black guys going in the Navy. I said yeah. African American that time. I'm sure that makes it. Yeah. Oh wow, you're good in that case. <laughs> John Fogarty. Oh, Green's Clearwater Revival. Oh, CCR. Okay. So another Vietnam kind of era guy. It's not me. Still means it's nothing. Not me. So I they, think they, they play uh, "Fortunate Son," the big song by CCR. Yep. They play the beginning of that in so many movies now. So many Vietnam movies too. Yeah. Well, yeah, all, it's in like all. every Vietnam movie. Yep. I'm thinking Big John was a Marine. Oh. I think Fogarty was a Marine. Dude, I got nothing on this. I got, I got no feelings on it. I'll, I'll go Navy. How do you Navy. guys? We Army. Ah. Oh, that was too. I didn't want to say Army three times in a row. Got <laughs> Fort Ooh, Knox. That's a supply clerk. 
Uh, John Fogarty enlisted in the Army in 66, was stationed at Fort Knox as a supply clerk until 68. John Big Fogarty. career. Hmm. Brad Durst from Limp Biscuit. Oh, here you go. <laughs> there you go. Look at all the tats and tell me he's not a Marine, Jake. Oh, oh that's that's Army or, Mar- or sorry, Navy or Marines. Yeah. Well, Navy has a strong history of tattoos. That's true. I'm going Marine. Which I always thought Look was at- funny because back then you couldn't come into the service in general without tattoos. But you yeah. left with everything tattooed. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not going you- Marine. I'm going Army. But only on the fact that if he was a Marine, he'd have a USMC or an Eagle Globe of an anchor on his arm. Oh, good one there. So which one no, do you choose? Could be on it's, it's, it's required. It's yeah. required. Yeah. You're basically not a Marine unless you have one of those two tattoos. And you sure it's not on the left arm or the right oh, arm I over there? No idea. I can't <laughs> so who'd you choose? Army? Army. Eric? Marine. Navy. Navy. Come on, Jimmy. Fred Durst talked myself out good. of it. Joined the Navy at 18, served for two years from 88 to 90. What do we have, like one each? You keep defaulting. That's the third time you defaulted to the Army. I know. That's mm-hmm. unusual for you, Jake. I think poorly of these people. Ice <laughs> tea. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, no, you so. chose first last time. Oh, yeah, Eric. You chose first last time. I'm All going right. Army. Uh- Ice T is a army choice. He is army all the way. You both choose army. Army all the way. Ice T was in the army. Oh, look at him back then. Yeah, he listed in '77. Was signed to Schofield. Everyone went to Schofield. Hey, who's his wife? Isn't he married to the big boob blonde? What's her name? What's her name? Mrs. T. No, man. Are you serious? Uh, serious? I would Google that. Big she's, boobed blonde lady. She's an influencer. She's a model. I yeah. actually think she's done some a little bit of uh soft porn. Oh, nice. What is her name? Well, I'll Google it for you. You need to Google some it. machine that could Ice T's wife. If only we didn't have to just guess at random stuff. She is a Coco boy. Austin. That's her. Coco. Oh, oh big blonde, God. big boobs. Yeah, all right. That was a pretty good description. Yeah. <laughs> was he right on? He was right on. Yeah, pretty much. All right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to boil it down to that. I'm sure she has a lovely personality. But. <laughs> she has an influential ex- personality. Yeah. Marty, did you know who Coco Austin was? I've heard like, the name, heard but the name? Uh, I haven't looked it up because I'm screen sharing and I don't want my screen to lock up. So, yeah, no, I'll have to reserve that pleasure that. for later. George Jones, another country great. George was in the military. George Jones. I this is back. Ten, that was, ten, these were like the old country, right? The like oh, yeah. country when country. That's fifties. Right? That's that's fifties. Easy. George 50s. Jones. So the Korean War. I'm gonna go, George, because it's my turn, right? Uh, George yeah. Jones was an Air Force guy. Oh. That's what I'm thinking. 
I saw you sent that Army? on the chat, Jake, but I can't go look yeah. at it yet. Go look at it, Mike. Go look at it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be distracting. <laughs> it'll be a long audio break. <laughs> um, uh, what'd you choose, Eric? George Jones. I said I Air Force. Choose. Air Force. I said Air Force. I'll go Navy. Hey, he looks God. like a. Are we bad? We're horrible at this. Marines. <laughs> George Jones, country great, was in the Marines. Look at that face, man. That's he enlisted man. in '51 at the age of 20. He was stationed at Moffett Field Naval Air Station in San Jose, California, until 1953. Oh. Two years. Hmm. Nice. Last one. Jimi Hendrix. Oh. He was in. He was in the military. Jimmy. Really. Air Force. No, that's too early. I'm going to go Army. Jimi Hendrix was in the Army. Yeah. Yeah. Enlisted in 61, served with the 101st Airborne. Oh, so he's the Airborne quality guy? Granted uh, an honorable discharge in 62 after hurting his ankle while jumping. So I I was trying to get – B.B. King was in the military too. He was in the Army as well. But I couldn't find – a picture of bb king while he was in the service but bb mm. king yeah. told a story about uh how he was in rough i think roughly the same time or maybe he was out living in the same area that Jimi hendrix was and that picture is from bb king's archive of him being in uniform with his guitar and you can see he's got it strung left-handed very cool so he would come out to bb king and jam with there was oh, man, there man, were a number cool. of these guys that I had no idea were in the military. Yeah. So good 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 stuff on this one. Man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Wait till we get to business leaders. All right, let me look at Do this. Do we have like Oh team? my god. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Is that Coco? Holy shit. That's but that is tame compared to what came up. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There was so, I told well, you was there soft uh, porn? Unfortunately, I had to look at a lot of very <laughs> lewd pictures to find those ones just for you. Oh, my God. Hard on your eyes, huh? Well done. Rough. I think she's also got a crazy good-looking sister as well. Really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. with all the work that she's had done. Oh, yes. You make every member of that family look that way. <laughs> well, Ice-T sitting back going... That's my girl. <laughs> Good job, Mr. T. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Mr. T. Needless to say, this is end up, gentlemen. End up. End the episode. End it. So on behalf of all of us here, I'd like to thank you for listening today. Please like, share, subscribe, and let us know how we did in the comments. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service headline news. Ben, thanks for the week, and I'll see you next week. Good night. We'll see you guys. And, Eric, I would come up with a snide comment, but I'm way too busy researching Coco. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.